0: Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast.
1: Okay, Dave, I think I've covered all the bases. Let's turn our attention back to the last two cash flow killers.
0: Okay. You did that really well, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, the next two cash flow killers. First one is what we call middle class mindset. And middle class mindset is really based, I mean, I could talk to you about this for half an, an afternoon or an, an entire day, um, but I want to get down to the, to the real essence of what it is. And that is that the intention behind just about everything that you learned from a child has been based on the value of safety. In other words, uh, really what we're taught is to tiptoe through life, hoping to make it safely to death, and not really understanding what life is about, not really learning how to step into our purpose, not really learning that... Um, there are really no risks in the, in the sense of the risks that people consider risks at the middle-set mind clas- uh, mindset level. So, um, th- you know, here's the thing. You can take a person who's raised middle class, working class, their parents, their parents before them, they were middle class, working class, and their belief about life is that you don't take risks you don't take chances. You save every nickel that you, that you make. You live very modestly. You live within your means. Uh, and hopefully, when you retire, you will have enough money to um, uh, be able to make it from retirement to death. The, the real truth is that when most people retire, they're living on 40% less of what wasn't enough in their life to begin with. And that's a real tragedy, uh, especially since um, we, live in a, we live in a time where uh, basically anything is possible. Uh, there's no reason for a person, once they retire, um, to, to take such a huge uh, lifestyle change. It's, it's almost like it's expected. And, and, and the other thing is that it's like when we hit certain ages, all of a sudden, we're not supposed to do things anymore because we hit, that, we hit that specific age. I feel like I'm in my 20s. I mean, I know my body has changed, but my mindset is still young, and I still love to have fun, and I am so far uh, away of thinking about retirement, it's not even funny. I mean, people will say to me sometimes like, um, when are you going to retire? And my, the question on my mind, Steph, is like, why would I retire? Like, what am I going to do if I retire? I love what I do. I get out of bed every morning just ecstatic that I have the opportunity to do this for a living, to speak to people, to coach people, to change people's lives, to travel all over the world, to meet interesting people, to... Uh, to influence uh, change uh, on a global level? What the hell would I want to retire from? And that's really what the middle class mindset is. Where does this come from? It really comes from this place where people are raised with the idea that they have to do a job that they don't like. And in many cases, not only a job that they don't like, but work with people that they don't like. I was taught by my mentor when I first woke up and started studying. He said, do what you love and, and do it with people that you love. And today I can tell you that I went from doing what I hated, which was driving a forklift, and working around people that I didn't want to be around because they were mostly negative, to doing what I love every day of my life and getting to spend my days with people that I love. I don't spend time with people that I don't like or love. Um, I don't have to. And it, for the middle class mindset, you have to. So part of, part of um, uh, really being able to increase your income and master that is to avoid the mindset killer of your environment Uh, that you're surrounding yourself with. And the middle class mindset is an environment like a prison cell because most people can't ever get out of it. Because one of the things that go along with that type of thinking is the loyalty to it. Uh, since Since World War II, companies have been preaching a lie. And the lie is, if you give us loyalty, we'll give you security. Well, they never could give us security, and it's just recently that people are opening up and becoming aware of the fact that companies couldn't give them security, but we bought into that lie. So we said, let's just hang on and be loyal and they'll take care of us like uh, some kind of a weird parent for the rest of our life. It's simply not true. It's a total cash flow killer. The idea is that you should learn how to find what you love Do what you love, stay in your purpose, and learn how to master, uh, you know, that that mind-money connection that we talked about uh, for the rest of your life, and you're going to find that your life is much, much easier, Um, and that you're generally a much happier person. David, what's
1: that, I'm going on a limb here, because I don't, I can't remember the exact quote, and I'm hoping that you can remember it so that,
0: um, so that this goes well. Hope's not a strategy, stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just joking.
1: <laughs> you have a quote, and it's something about the entrepreneurial, mind, the entrepreneurial mindset requires you to do things that the middle class mindset shames you for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a, and that, that's basically exactly the quote. the quote. The quote is, what entrepreneurs get paid for, the middle class gets shamed for.
1: That's it. Yes, that's thank it.
0: you. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's very true. It is very true. I saw something on the internet yesterday where it, it said um, how the filthy rich live. And it's like, where did we start combining those two, those two terms, filthy and rich? Um, you know, money is like a magnifying glass. If you were, a, if you were a, a grateful person, if you were a giving person, if you were a caring person... Money just makes you more of that person. If you were an asshole before you made money, <laughs> you'll be a bigger asshole after you yeah. make money, right? So true. Um, money does not, and here's the other thing, money doesn't change people. I, I don't believe that for a second. You have to change in order to make money, and you have to change in a good way. But the problem is is that society magnifies people that are rich that are not doing good things out there. But for every rich person that's out there that's not doing something that are good, there's probably ten rich people that are doing something that are good because in order for a person to become wealthy, they have to be putting good out there. Otherwise, the only way to become wealthy is to be a thief. That's it. Or be corrupt, right? But if you're really coming from an ethical standard, if you're working within the universal laws, it's about more life. Whatever you create that adds more life to the universe, you will be repaid in kind. Mm. So it's when we break out of that middle class mindset of safety, we step into that giving mindset, and we step into that mindset of abundance, and we actually get to experience. The other one is indecision. We are not taught how to make decisions. We are taught how to, how to um, uh, uh, follow what we're told to do, to 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 be obedient little children, and even as adults, obedient little adults. But not to step in our power. Um, nobody in our life, unless you have a special person that was in your life that that really showed you what your power was, taught you how to embrace it. In other words, they they. After you became, um, you stepped out of the place of being a needy infant, you were slowly given and taught how to embrace your power and how to build your confidence around that and have have that carry you through, through the rest of your life. What we were really taught was to be obedient because everybody else has control over our destiny. So we're scared to death to make decisions because in the back of our mind, we have this thing like, oh my God, if I screw up, it's all over. Uh, I hear people say all the time, if I, what if I start the business and it doesn't work, right? Start another one, right? <laughs> uh, if that one doesn't work, start another one. Or you could go back to work. People act like the, uh, the, the consequences of their decision are going to be lifelong and permanent. Are there some decisions that that do have that? Yeah, that's true. But most of the decisions that we make in our life or the lack of decisions that we make in our life do not lead us down this terrible consequence um, uh, that is is really kind of an imaginary fear that the middle class made up. I tell people all the time that, that when my mother was alive, she used to say, What if something happens? How could you do that? What if something happens? And I would say, Well, what is the if? What is the something? And she would get mad. She'd get indignant. I don't know. I don't know something. What if something happens? And I'd be like, Well, first of all, if you could tell me what the something is, I could tell you how I would deal with it. But since you can't, I would figure out how to deal with whatever that is when it shows up. And in her mind, she couldn't get past the idea of. What if I couldn't do that, right? So that's a clear indication that somebody doesn't understand the laws because whenever you have a problem, a situation, a circumstance, an obstacle, the solution to that is already there in the same place. It's based on the law of polarity. I'm going to go really deep into that law in this event, show, it, show you how it applies to money, show you how you can either be using it as a cash flow killer or you could be using it as cash flow uh, abundance and, and actually having it, you know, come into your life um, uh, with ease. Um, the biggest cash flow killer, though, is you, it, it, is, it, is, it is the per- it is the person, it, it's, the, it's themselves. Um, it is not making a decision to do something different, right? Like, I think that everybody that's listening to this should come to one of the events that we offered. Why would you not do that? Why would you not give yourself that gift and learn that skill to be able to in cha- to really be able to change your entire life? Um, because, Like I said, because money touches every decision, it determines the quality of life that you lead, it determines how much of your purpose you're gonna be able to develop, and it determines, like if you wanna be a a change agent in the world, or make a really big impact, or even just learn a lot and do a lot for yourself, it's gonna require a lot of money, which requires that you step into the mastery of it. So you have to learn to make a decision from the place of truth. When something comes into your life that is going to take you to the next level for you, you have to learn to say yes to that. And as you say yes to those things, you open more and more doors of opportunity that allow you to keep growing and growing rapidly. So get out of your own way and say yes to what it is that we're offering you, and you're going to be so ecstatic when you start seeing the results I mean, you'll literally be jumping up and down because it, it, will, it will seem like you won the lottery, but the thing about it that is so fantastic is that you'll know you didn't win the lottery, you did this yourself, and you'll be able to repeat it for the rest of your life. That's freedom. It's total freedom.
1: Yeah, that's absolute freedom. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, David. You're welcome. Will you please share with our live listeners a back pocket money momentum strategy that you use even when you are feeling a little stuck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you that I learned this probably 27 years ago. Um, it is something that I, I continuously use. I use it today. Uh, so here's the strategy. I want you to think about something. Most people... Don't make a decision to move forward, or spend money, or invest money, or hire a coach, or hire a mentor, or uh, build a business, or expand their existing business because they're not—they don't really trust themselves, um, or they're making decisions based on lack rather than abundance. And one of the reasons that we make decisions based on lack is because—and I want you to really think about this—is that if we have not physically experienced abundance in our life from a cause and effect perspective, in other words, we're the cause, money showing up in our life is the effect, then in our subconscious mind, the only strategy that we know of, the only reality that we know of, is that there's a, there's a lot of lack out there, and I could make a big mistake, and because there's lack, if I make a mistake It's going to be very destructive to my life, and I'm going to have a lot of problems. So one of the first things is this. We have to understand that the truth of the universe is abundance. That is the truth. It is not lack. It is abundance. Yes, I understand that there are people that are living in poverty. There's two reasons people live in poverty. One is out of oppression based on a governmental System that they may be living under and the other one is out of ignorance people that are conscious um, It is because they're not making a choice to to move forward But really it's either out of out of oppression if you don't live in the free world or it's out of ignorance You don't understand that there's an abundance because you've never experienced it. So when I first started to make changes one of the things that I was taught to do was to understand that desire, which comes from the Latin de sire, which means of the Father, is spirit or your higher self speaking with and through the desires of your physical body. So you feel a desire that you want something, or that you want to do something, or that you want to experience something. That's not there just for um, some idle fantasy or pipe dream that's actually there to give your life a bit of direction. Now, here's the thing. This does not seem to make sense until you actually start doing it and you watch the effect that happens. The, and I'm going to say this with responsibility. I'm telling you this because you're, I'm also giving you the consciousness within this to, to begin to understand of how it works. But when, you have a, when you're stuck In this place what I want you to do is ask yourself in inside your heart what is something that you would desire to have that's actually expensive okay something that you would really desire something that's like a dream it could be a car it could be a great pair of shoes it could be a real cool bag it could be a trip it could be it could be it could be anything it could really be anything but it is not something that you would normally buy or you're afraid to buy because of how much it costs and you're afraid that you're either overdoing it or there would be a negative consequence and you might not be able to pay for it. So one of the, so one of the first laws, the law of cause, cause and effect, is that you go out, you follow this desire, and you actually commit to buying it. Maybe it's this course itself to, uh, is a first start for you. But when you go out to buy it, and what you're doing is you're following the desire. So the desire is leading you to something that wants to teach you something and give you a completely different experience, which changes your awareness around abundance. When you go out and spend the money or commit and buy, what then happens is the law of polarity kicks in, and the opportunity to be able to pay for that begins to show up in your life. Now, most people are not programmed to see opportunity. Even Napoleon Hill talked about that in his famous book, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, What most people see is risk. What most people see is danger. What most people see is anxiety, nervousness, judgment, uh, shame or guilt around spending this money. But what really happens is that you bring yourself many steps closer to the opportunity that is going to allow you to not only pay for it, be, but be able to ever increasingly, ever, ever uh, easily increase the way that you live that lifestyle. So go buy something that is amazing for yourself and then pay very close attention to what shows up next. Now, what's important about that is to understand that whatever shows up next may come or appear to you as something that you're afraid to do or that you don't want to do. Just ask yourself, why? Why am I afraid? Because if it's the thing that's going to take you to the next level of your life, you know you're on the right track. Fear actually points us in the direction of what it is that we need to learn. And most people don't know that, right? Right? We're only born with two fears, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Every other fear is learned. So when we're experiencing fear, it's because we're coming into contact with something that is actually going to take us past our insecurity and into the confidence and abundance and the skill sets so that we can live that absolutely amazing dream that we all have for ourselves. Is that cool, Steph? Super cool.
1: And really fun, too.